Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! Hello, 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 hello ladies, hello gentlemen, hello people, hello humans, hello everybody, hello, 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 hello. My name is Cornelius and you are very welcome to another edition of Conversations avec Cornelius. I am your host, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. And it is Sunday, Sunday the 23rd of October, and the time is 1924, not the year, the time on a 24-hour clock, so that's 724. I don't know, I'm kind of feeling a bit freaky. Um... 24-hour clock. Which do you prefer? Do you prefer the 12-hour clock or the 24-hour clock? They're essentially the same thing. They're doing the same thing. They're telling you the time. But, um, you know, apparently the 24-hour clock is... Uh, <laughs> cock is... Um, is more cerebral, you know? It's more um, memorable by all accounts. But sometimes I get confused. I see 19 there now and I'm like, oh, jeez, it's 25 past 9. Uh, but that's me. That's me. Uh I am in the John Hume War Room. As I said, it's uh, 25 past 7 on Sunday, the 23rd of October. And uh, it is dark outside, so I cannot comment on the colour. It is, it is navy. I cannot, co- I cannot comment on the, the weather, uh, or the colour of the weather, which I like to do. All I can see now is just out my window is navy, dark, night time. And... Um, yeah, I am feeling, physically I'm feeling great, mentally I'm feeling pretty decent, and spiritually I'm on top of my shit, players. So I am. Before I start this week's podcast, I want to give a shout out to Liam and Joan O'Connor, who came to the Coco Club this Saturday night. Mike Morgan was closing the show. And Liam and Joan live in Newtown Chandram, <laughs> which is only over the road here. Liam's originally from Mill Street and Joan from Castle Lines. And we had a great old chat and they said that they came up especially that or Liam was saying this was something that they've been planning to do for ages. That, uh, that he, he loves the podcast. He was on episode 80 and um, he's flying through it. And... Uh, the plan was to to come up. They have two small boys like myself and the Queen here, and they have a, someone in to mind them. And they were staying in the Kingsley, and they came to the Coco Club. It was Friday night, actually. Sorry, it was Friday night. Kevin O'Sullivan was was uh, was host was headlining. Mike was on Saturday, uh, Friday night, and they, that this was a big night out for them. And I felt I I genuinely felt and still feel so. <laughs> Humbled <laughs> is a is a weird word that I thought I'd never use uh, in context because I was like, my God, like the the only reason that they were at the Coco Club was because they heard of it through the, this podcast, 
and uh yeah that's great it's great so um i i was so happy to talk to them afterwards and we had a great old chat and uh yeah i wish them well and thank you for coming up and coming to the show and thank you for listening to my podcast i really appreciate it i really appreciate it uh i'm feeling great i'm feeling great spiritually particularly guys um i'm 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 doing the saunas. I'm fucking having a sauna every day. I've been talking about saunas there recently. And uh, today's the first day I haven't had a sauna in about seven or eight days in a row. And uh, I'm going back tomorrow now again. I took to, I just took today off. And uh, yeah, I'm, getting, I'm trying to get into the sauna at a time where I know it's going to be quiet. Uh, it's, uh, you know, there might be one person in there. There might be two people in there and occasionally there's nobody in there I and mean, when there's nobody in there oh it's fucking amazing but uh, i get in there and uh i have my cold shower i go inside and i just do my affirmations and i do them out loud if there's nobody there but i do them in my head if there's people there I try not to talk just do my affirmations and i'm inside in that sauna sweating at high temperatures you know physically fatigued my heart is thumping my body is excreting sweat and uh, I'm training my mind, I'm training my mind to focus on positive things and it's helping my mental health and it's helping my physical health and it's it's just proving to me that fucking spirituality, you know, the law of attraction, you know, the power of prayer or the power of good intentions is alive and well and it's a superpower that anybody can tap into. Uh, with regular practice and um, yeah and it's so easy to fall out of it and I've been in a funk the last couple of the last maybe not last week now but the week maybe the, the last maybe four or five weeks of just in a funk in a funk but tr- trudging through it nonetheless and uh, since I've been do since I've been in this kind of a vibe like little things have started to happen for example I haven't drank any alcohol in nearly two weeks now. I'm not saying that I drank a lot of alcohol, but I'd go out for a few pints during the week, you know, on a Tuesday. I might go out and have four pints. And then, you know, I'm dealing with that then. I'm dealing with that then on the Wednesday and the Thursday. And often a, a great way of dealing with it is to go for another few pints the next night. <laughs> and then another few pints the next night. And, uh, you know, before you know what you're having, you know, you're going out two or three nights a week. You're having uh, just a few pints after a gig. I'd come home from, from Cork. I might come into Killavullen at about 11 o'clock. I'd say, fuck it. Sure, I'd only be able to have two, but I might squeeze in three, you know. And uh, so that's kind of left the, the party, you know. I'm uh, working really hard on my stand-up, um, working on a new bit a very very new 10 minutes that i only debuted this week and i'm excited about it but um yeah i've done it three times now and i feel that it's going to be a big a big or laugh earner when it's finished but um i just gotta get it going now and i'm excited for that and i don't know would that have happened sometimes i think alcohol can uh, cloud your creativity um, but anyway, saunas, great. I'm playing PlayStation. Oh, the PlayStation is, the PlayStation is, is life for me when I get home. Um, just try, just trying to get up the league. I just love when I have to, when there's a challenge in front of me 
and I'm playing online trying to you know get up to divisions and it's just a it's, it's a great it's a great meditation for me to, to calm my mind but um, playing loads of hurling with Hunter my small fella he's he's mad for the hurling <laughs> And it's great. It's great. It's absolutely fantastic. He comes in, he, put, he brings in his helmet and his small hurley. We go hurling. We go hurling. And I put on the helmet on him and uh, uh, has his hurley and I have the little slitter and I'm hitting it over and I'm like, whip, whip. And he's fucking, he's like, whip, whip. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Uh, I'll tell you what's not cute, though, is... Um, the car journey to school like I mean for the last couple of years I was just taking Harvey to school the Harvmeister General to school in the morning and uh, I I started doing affirmations with him because <coughs> when he's my age I want him to feel good about himself you know and not uh, and not have you know a, you know have his early life influenced with negativity um, and just have you know good like so the affirmations that, that we do are I am happy I am healthy I'm hilarious I am kind that's the first one so he says for the last couple of years that's what he says going to school with me I say it first then he'll follow I always try and make it fun I am happy I am healthy I'm hilarious I am kind <coughs> and then and then we move on to the next one which is everything's working out perfectly for me everything's working out perfect and you know i love that one because i use it myself i have a song for it and harvey has his own kind of song for it now my song is everything's working out perfectly for me everything's working out perfect oh everything's working out perfectly for me everything's working out perfect everything's working out perfectly for me everything's working out perfect oh everything's working out perfectly for me everything's working out perfect where he's is kind of like yo everything is working out perfect for me Everything is working now perfect. He kind of has a little bit of a rap going on. And uh, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's super cool. And then we finish up with, uh, and this is one that Noel said that we should love to inf- implement. Um, and it's a new one. And I always say to him, like, oh, I don't know if you'll be able to do this now. It's really for six year olds. And once he hears it's for six year olds, and he's only five, nearly six, he's like, I can do it, Dad. I can do it. He's got a full blown American accent. I can do it, Dad. I can do anything. <laughs> and um, it the the last one is I am loved. I am loved. So the the idea behind this is going to school in the morning. Now I will say this doesn't happen every single morning, but it does happen. You know, two three mornings a week, every week that we're going to school. We'd be going along. We'd be saying all these, having the crack. You know, and uh, it's great. You know. And um, the reason I kind of want that is because I remember, like, through no no fault of my my parents, definitely through no fault, like, but it was just that that wasn't the way it was in the eighties and the nineties. You know, it was just I just think life was a little bit more challenging for parents, and uh, <laughs> it was just you know, like I. I possibly, I just ended up with a negative, I have a negative mindset. And I think that's, I think it's uh, the curse of the comedian as well. Like all comedians, they have to have a kind of a, there's to be an old bit of an old fucking, we have to be a bit, like a bit bitchy and moany and fucking complainy and glass half full, you know. And I think that's, that's the 1980s in Ireland, like, you know. That's why um, me and all my friends are all fucking like that, you know. 
And uh, like I give you a good example, like my, my dad, my dad works six days a week because he had to. He had to work six. He had to do that to uh, to pay off big mortgages when interest rates were high to feed like a, a, a like a very young family. Like there's five of me. There's me and my four sisters, and then uh, we took in Neve as well when uh, when she was about four. And um, yeah, so it was like there was a flake of us there. So you had to work, you know, and um, and he was out a lot, you know, and. Uh, um I he loved hurling. Hurling is what he loved the most and what he loves the most. He still loves hurling, my dad is alive and well. And uh anything to do with hurling, you could grab his attention with. You could sit down, you could have a conversation with him about hurling, you could you know, you could talk to him about like I went and I went to boarding school and I went to Coleman's, which was a big hurling boarding school, and it was all that we would talk about. He'd ask me about, you know, who's on the under 14 and a half team, who's playing Dean Ryan, who's playing Harty, Harty. And I I genuinely wanted to, uh, like, I was, uh, like, I, I was a, a very bang average hurler, right? But I loved it. But for my club, underage, I would have been, you know, in the top five or six anyway, maybe. You know, some might say ten, <laughs> but uh, I would have always felt I would have been in the in the top enchelons <laughs> of my le- of my level. But when I went to Coleman's, when I went to to St Coleman's, it was different gravy. Like you were talking about, like players that were absolutely, you know, that went on to to represent Cork, you know, in hurling and in football, and play at a very high level senior and you know for divisional sides and stuff like that and I was nowhere near that level at all nowhere near it but I still I still I still really wanted to to try and I remember uh, I remember myself and another guy a good friend of mine at the time uh, decided that we would go and we would go <laughs> we would we would go training for for hearty hurling and uh, when we were in leaving certs, because we both, like, we were both fucking deluded, like, you know. And uh, I remember being togged off and running out to training, and the trainer, whose name was Tootsie, he was, um, he was a priest. Tootsie, drive! <laughs> he was a priest, and all he was interested in was God and hurling. And if you didn't like God or hurling, you were, like, just absolutely nothing to him, you know. Uh, I remember in first year... I think we had him for maths in first year. And in our first class, he went through every single person in the class. He was like, how are you doing? Okay, what's your name? Khan O'Sullivan. Okay, and where are you from, Khan? Uh, Belly Claw, right, okay. And do you play hurling? Yeah. What position do you play? Midfield. He was writing this down. <laughs> he was writing this down. And uh, then he'd move on to the next person. And if you didn't play hurling or football, he just wouldn't ask you any questions and keep going. Uh, obsessed. But uh, anyway, went out to to go training and um yeah like <laughs> shocking like shocking uh, but i spotted that um there was uh, uh there was uh, no sub goalkeeper and uh i said to tootsie after the first training session you know that could i could i try out for go- <laughs> could i try out for goals and he just looked at me like i had fucking two heads and he was like, yeah, you can try it for goals, yeah, no bother. And I went home that weekend, and I asked my old man, would he, uh, 
will you take me for a few shots? I was about maybe 17, no, at the time, 16 or 17. Um, I might have been in fourth year, I'm not sure. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, no, about it. I'll take you for a few shots. I'll take a few shots there on Sunday. T- take you out the back for a few pucks. And uh, that night, himself and mam went out on a fucking bender for some reason, some party or whatever. And dad was absolutely dying the next day, like dying all together. And uh, when he got up anyway, um, like I was there fucking mad to go out the back. I'm dreaming of like, you know, this is this is the way that me and my dad are going to bond now. He's going to fucking train me to be a great hurler, great goalkeeper. And then, you know, I'll make sub goalkeeper. And who knows, the goalkeeper that's that's the first team goalkeeper gets injured for the Hearty Cup final. And I'm the sub goalkeeper and I'm in goals for the Hearty Cup final. And who knows, I for some reason, I just keep a clean sheet and my puck outs are amazing. And the Cork Minor manager happens to be at the match and they're looking for a sub goalie. He comes up and he says, Cornelius, do you want to be the sub-goalkeeper for the Cork Miners? And I'm like, I do. And my dad's chest explodes with love. And then the next thing, the Cork Miner goalkeeper comes down with some sort of a food poisoning thing the night before. Nobody really got to the bottom of it. And I, I didn't have an alibi, but like at the same time, do you really need an alibi if you're just at home in bed? Like, you know, uh, their word against mine. Anyway, and I get to play. And the next thing, fucking I win an All-Ireland. You know? Like... That's that's where my, my mind went, you know? So um, we were out the back anyway, and uh, he was dying now. And I had the goal set up with about two or three slitters. And he was whacking them <laughs> left and right and fucking high and low and hard and fucking spinning and, you know, and goal after goal after goal after goal after goal after goal. <laughs> I was absolutely shit. A shit altogether. <laughs> One second there till I take a drink of this. Oh, when I think back, I kind of cringe, you know. And uh, we're, he was ten, but he's 10 or 11 shot anyway. He was just about to hit it. <laughs> and he, say, he said, do you know what? <laughs> do you know what, Connie? I'd say you won't make that team at all. And he goes, uh, there's no point. <laughs> and he went inside. <laughs> and... Um, I I I never forget it. It actually, I la- I'm laughing at it now, but it really fucking, it really got it really got to me for for years afterwards. I was often thinking thinking about it, but it, like I've, I've made peace with it now, and I, you know, it was just it was the drink, <laughs> it was the drink, because he's not my dad's not like that at all. Like you know, and if he knew that that was the story, he'd be fucking he'd be mortal. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so that's that's the crack like I'm uh, that's why I'm doing these affirmations with the boys you know in the car and the last couple of years I've got Harvey fucking tuned in perfectly like um, but the only problem is this year now Hunter has got school and Hunter is exactly like I was when I was when I was three a complete and utter bollocks (laughs) a complete and utter fucking scut uh, like all he wants to do is be first all he wants to do is get into the car before Harvey get into the better seat uh, if Harvey's singing a song he'll want to sing the song if he's singing a song he'll tell Harvey to shut up uh, and listen take like if they're playing a game inside he has to win he's a, like he's a winner he wants to be a winner and he's um and uh, he doesn't care who gets in his way. So for the last couple of months, I'm tuning him, trying to tune him into the affirmations, right? But 
the, the kid is three he's not fl- like he's able to talk but he's not it's not like his speech isn't perfect yet uh, it really isn't perfect and he's got a he's got a kind of a like a, he's F's are B's so like if he's saying if I if I farted he'd go daddy make a bart <laughs> daddy make a bart which we all think is hilarious but uh, but his speech is decent but like uh, when you're trying to do affirmations they're kind of worthy like everything's working out perfectly for me is it is a sentence that just try and say it there now you're you're listening to this try and say that sentence quickly right everything's working out perfectly for me everything's working out perfect everything's working out perfectly for me everything's working out perfect that's the affirmation right that's a difficult sentence to say so when you're three it's even more difficult, especially if you've got a little bit of a speech impediment. And he's like, That's the way it kind of comes out. It's getting better and better as the days go by. So I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. I am loved. I am loved. I am loved. Loved. Can't do V's either. V's or B's. I am loved. So uh, we were on the way to school there the other day. And um, he's like, I was like, okay, let's do the affirmations, Hunter. You start off there. And Hunter's like, I loved. And I was like, oh, very good, very good, very good. Okay, Harvey, you go next now. So, and Harvey's like really tuned in, you know, feeling spiritual in the morning, gets into the zone with me, you know, and he's like, I am happy. I am healthy. Oh, yeah, he's got a, an American accent. Um, I am happy. I am healthy. I'm hilarious. The brother comes in on top of him. And the two boys are at loggerheads then. And I'm just like roaring at them to fucking shut up. Jesus Christ almighty. Come on. It's Harvey's go. You got to give him a chance, Hunter. And then uh, then Harvey threw something at Hunter and just nearly hit his eye. And so then I had to give out to him. And then the two of them, I'm giving out to the two of them on the drive over. And then I'm like, Jesus Christ almighty. Would you just fucking shut up? Let's listen now. Everything's working out perfectly. And, you know, the, the irony just wasn't lost. Really wasn't lost in me. Um, but that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do and I don't know if it's gonna fucking I don't know you know you think you're you think you're doing good parenting right but it turns out then years later that they could be saying yeah my dad was so weird every morning on the way on the way to school he made me say everything's working out perfectly for me and you know it wasn't (laughs) I had to have porridge for my breakfast while all my friends are having crunchy nut cornflakes i mean come on dad if that's not abuse what is you just don't know parents are always making mistakes we're always fucking up but i just think if you're trying if you're trying then i think you get a pass and i think my parents tried and they get a pass and i think my mam's parents tried and they get a pass. And I think my dad's parents tried. And they get a pass. And that's as far as I know. So I come from fucking a line of people who tried in their own way. And all failed. <laughs> but we all get a pass. Because we're fucking trying. Trying. And you know, I look back. I, 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 with Dylan. Dylan's 23 now. And there were times in Dylan's life where I didn't try. I didn't try at all, you know, and I was a, I was a bad, lazy father, and it fill it f- genuinely fills me with fucking with regret and with sadness. And uh, even though me and Dylan are very, 
you know, very tight. We go for the saunas together. We're in, in the saunas all the time. Um, and I was at one of his games today. I'll talk about that later. But uh, I think trying helps your mental state as well when you're trying. And I think it's when you stop trying. When you stop making an effort. I think that's uh, that's where the pain starts, you know. But everything is working out perfectly for me, I have to say. Everything is going so great for me lately. I was in the Everyman again this week. Uh, last week I was there with Laura Manny. And that was just an amazing gig. Like, just one of the fucking gig, best gigs I've ever done in my life. Supposed to do a podcast with her this week. And the times didn't fucking hook up for either of us. So, uh, as usual, we're, it's on the back burner now again. And um, But, like, her gig was was just sensational. It was one of the most happy, joyful experiences I ever had on stage. And then um, I got asked to open for another uh, brilliant comedian, Julie J, in The Everyman on Thursday last. She's got a show called Oops, This Is Toxic. And it is a very, very, very good show. And makes for uncomfortable uh, listening or watching at stages as she outlines how the noughties and the the noughties in particular the world was so misogynistic and you know you just didn't even realise it at the time and yeah it was fucking totally emotional as well I was like you know brought to tears even 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 during it and uh, and then extremely funny at the same time two totally different shows um laura's and hers two totally different shows but two fucking amazing shows but two amazing i have to say now two amazing comedians really really special comedians and uh yeah joyful and such honor to to be to be asked to open for them and um i felt i did great on on both on both shows and yeah it's it's a dream of mine to to actually do my own show there and it's uh, it's going into an affirmation it's an affirmation that i'm i have it in my vision board that i'm in the that i'm in the everyman doing my own solo show sold out 600 people squashed into the room and sold out and me smashing it and everyone having a wonderful amazing uplifting spirit lifting time so that's going to happen i don't know how <laughs> i don't know when but it's going to happen um and when i was in when i was in uh in the everyman as well i met the artistic director in there she's seen me perform a couple of times and i've, I've been chatting to her and uh there's nothing set in stone but like um yeah i feel i feel i'm i feel i'm close to that i feel i'm close to that and that's going to be great and then yeah, Coco then. Coco on Friday and Saturday this week was amazing. Um the new podcast, Three by the Lee, is itching to come out. And um what I will say as well about this particular podcast, lads, is uh, back in the charts again this week. So I just want to say thank you to all my beautiful, long long lasting listeners. You know, my numbers are solid. My numbers are solid. I love you. You're fucking cool. You're, you're so cool. And like, even there now fucking Liam coming up, chatting to me 
before the, the before the show the last time. I just I was just like I just got feel the good vibes from him. Just loving and loves loves the episodes with Noel. Sure, why wouldn't he? Sure, Noel's fucking amazing, you know. And um, yeah, it's just great to hear that and to and to feed and to get that feedback. And face to face is amazing. But if you can't do it face to face, guys, do you know what I mean? Go on, rate, review, and subscribe. I don't mind, you know. Uh, anyway, trending topics with Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. I'm running late now this week for some reason. I'm fucking. Uh, this u- this segment is usually a lot earlier in the show, but I've been waffling on there now for the last uh, 26 or 27 minutes. But uh, hashtag Ronaldo. Ronaldo is trending. Uh, for those of you who have any interest in football, I know why he's tr- it's trending. Ronaldo is not getting his game at Man United at the moment, and there's a big massive debate. Should he be getting his game? He scores one every two games. And... Uh, but does he do enough for the team? Are the team better with him in it or with him out it? And the debate is he's like a world-class striker. He should be in there. You make the team work around him. But he's 37. Can he do this? Can he do that? It's a stupid debate. Like, it's a stupid debate. It's just down, like football is down to personalities. Ten Hag, the Man United manager, has made his mind up that Ronaldo's not for him. He's trying to get him out the door. It's as simple as that. Uh, you know, it's not a question of whether Ronaldo can score. It's a question of Ten Hag not wanting him. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's what that is trending. Hashtag Johnson was trending. <laughs> Do you know this is Liz, <laughs> Liz Trust or Liz fucking Trust or Liv, Liz fucking Liz Trust resigned during the week, right? Um, she was like 44 days in office like England is a shit show lads at the moment like just look at their government I mean if you genuinely think that England is a democracy right look at how aristocratic the government are in England you know and how they how little they really give a fuck about the, the people on the ground and, and it's never more evident than Liz Truss is out the door and your man fucking Bojo, Boris Johnson, who's just had to fucking leave in disgrace be, um, for, like, what was it, maybe two months ago, two and a half months ago, um, just before the Queen died. And he, he's, he's in contention for the fucking job. Based. He's not even out of the job three months. It's like fucking, it's like, what's it like? It's like, <laughs> it's like breaking up with your toxic fucking girlfriend, right? Or your toxic boyfriend. Breaking up, getting away from him, and then like two months later, you're like, "Fuck it, I haven't had a ride in ages." Fucking Bojo's looking. Fuck it, he's like, it's a ride, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, like if he gets in, I swear to God. This is a video game that we're all in, and this is just a load of bollocks if he gets in. I'm telling you, it's just, it's crazy. Taylor Swift, I don't know much about this Taylor Swift, but I know my sister really likes her, and I like kind of in a, in a kind of a, like a deep fan way, you know? But uh, the only thing I do know about her is Kanye West fucking dissed her one time, and I think he was well out of order. And I also... I'm fairly sure she writes all her own songs, like and like, and like, and she plays like writes the music and the lyrics, not just the uh, the lyrics, you know. And um, 
Yeah, that's all I know. But she's trending anyway. I don't know what she's trending for. Maybe she's got a new song out. She probably has a new song out. I should listen to that song. Look, I'll listen to the new Taylor Swift song and I'll come back next week and I'll tell you all about it. But uh, I'd be more of a Pink fan, you know. Did I tell you I'm going to Pink? Going to Pink myself and the Queen are going to Pink. She's a massive Pink fan, Noel. And uh, we're going to Sunderland. <laughs> I did. I told you about that. I told you about that. But, um, yeah, so today, Sunday, today was a fucking d- a deep stress day, guys. Uh, our, our youngest hunters, he's hard work at the moment. He's, um, he's, he's just really cross and, you know, hard to manage and disobedient and stuff like that. Very like me, very like me. And uh, Noelle was out with her friends last night, so she was out late, so she was delicate. Let's just say she was delicate today. And um, Dylan was playing a match back in band here, so we all went back to the match. And uh, then we went for a happy meal for the boys, and uh, myself and Noel obviously got a munch as well. I got the Mac Plant meal. Do you know the McDonald's Mac Plant meal? I swear to God, I would give it maybe two out of ten. You know, it's just pure fucking shit. Like I, I know burgers are made from. I'm a vegetarian, if you don't know, guys. I don't eat meat, but um. Like, and McDonald's meat's fucking probably shit anyway. But, like, I'd say nutritionally, the burger I had inside there is no more nutritious than the fucking shitty meat patties that they have in there as well. Pure garbage. And, uh, yuck. But, uh, <laughs> I ate the whole thing down. And chips. <laughs> and t- fucking Noel got me some of these cheese things that were, like, it was just like eating melted rubber is what it was like, um, and then I was had to dip it into some kind of chive sauce, which was almost like you know butter when it's hard. Like yeah, it was yeah. F- like I would give it a one out of ten McDonald's and Mallow, and it was fucking four o'clock on a Sunday as well. Mental. After Dylan's match, we went the last three nil, but uh, yeah, that was the crack. That was the crack. That was and that was today. So what I'm going to do now this evening, guys. What I'm going to do right now is. Um, I was telling, I was talking to you at the start of the episode about a new bit of comedy that I'm writing, and how I started performing it this week. So uh, I'm going to play my set from the Go Club for you on Friday night, or was it Thursday night? I can't remember. Yeah, enjoy. Trying to um, uh, I'm trying to like make them feel 
good about themselves as kids so that when they're my age, they don't want to kill themselves. <laughs> you know, it's a big fucking response, so everything's working out perfectly for me. And the lad's talking about hurling, right? And, um, uh, like, just... Like, my, when I was growing up in the 1980s, right, and the 1990s, my dad loved hurling so much. Like, we used to sing in our kitchen, eyes of blue, six foot two, Jimmy Valley must be, we love you, we love you, we love you, we do, all the time, right? And um, so I wanted to impress my dad and become a hurler and be a hurler, you know? Uh, and I went to boarding school, and when I was doing my leaving cert in boarding school, there was a big competition called the Harty Cup. Anyone here ever hear of the Harty Cup? It's a big fucking competition. And if you could get on the Harty Cup team or on the Harty Cup panel, Jesus Christ, I think my dad would, might, 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 might love me. <laughs> you know? And um, I remember I, wanted to try, I went out for training and I couldn't get on. I wasn't good enough, you know. I wasn't. And I was trying so hard, fucking hard, really hard, right? Uh, but I couldn't get on the team. But then um, they put me in goals, you know, uh, for one of the training sessions. And that really is like, you know, you're shit if you're going in goals. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, no disrespect to any goalies in here, but you're absolute shit if you're in goals. <laughs> right? and so, and there was, so I said I'd go in goals, but I was, I, I, I never played in goals. So I remember uh, I said to my dad on uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday evening, I said, Dad, is there any chance you take me out for a few shots tomorrow? A few pucks tomorrow, you know? I'm trying to make the... The go the go the hurling team in Coleman's and my mum and dad used to go out every Saturday night. That was the vibe in the the nineties and eighties. They just go out and get locked. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it was great. <laughs> you know, and I remember he was like, "Yeah, yeah, no bother. Yeah, I'll take you out for a few shots. I'll take you out for a few shots." And the next morning. I remember, like, I didn't sleep a week. I was like, my dad's going to take me out for a shot. He's going to train me up to be a goalkeeper. He's, I'm going to play in goals for Coleman's. He's going to see it. He's going to love me. <laughs> That's my plan, right? And uh, so the next morning, anyway, 9 o'clock, uh, I was up, all the gear on, right? And uh, dad's sound asleep inside in the, in the bed. Like, sure, you can get home till about half three, like, you know? You know, man was on at midnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where were you, Dad? <laughs> um, waited, 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 waited. Uh, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Nothing at all. And my mother was kind of getting a bit ticked now as well because it was a Sunday, like, you know? He only had the one day off, the Sunday. Midday, he's still in fucking bed. 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, he emerges out anyway, like, fucking oh, dying, like, into the kitchen. And I, I said, Dad, are you ready for... You ready to take me outside for a few shots, Dad? And he was like, oh, fuck, no, but I am fucked. <laughs> and then my mom kind of, like, was really, she kind of caught his eye. And he was like, come on, Soto, fuck, come on. Come on. <laughs> like, the goals set up and everything, and I was in goals. I fucked up my hurley. I was shit now, lads. Honestly, I was so bad, like, you know. But he didn't fucking care, right? He put about ten goals past me. <laughs> fucking nine, ten, eleven goals past me, like. And I was like, fuck, man. Just hitting it back out to him, and then uh, about on the twelfth shot, he was about to hit it, and he just went, "Do you know what, Connie? I'd say you won't make it." <laughs> <laughs> he just stopped the hurley and went in, you know. Everything's working out perfectly for me. Everything's 
work now, perfect. <laughs> so that stayed with me all the way through, like all the way through my life, right? And I, I always said, if I ever had kids, I was going to fucking, you know, fill them with confidence from an early age, you know. And I have a small five-year-old and I have a three-year-old. And last year, we'd be going off to school and me and my five-year-olds would be going, I'd be taking him off. And he's, he's an autistic kid, right? So he's like, he's just the sweetest child you'll ever meet. You know, everything is amazing to him. So if I teach him anything or if I tell him anything, he completely believes it. Kids believe their parents, like, you know? I was like, you can do anything, Harvey. You can do anything. Say it. I can do anything. I can do anything. Go on, everything's working out perfectly. And like, he, had, he has them all off. Everything's working out perfectly for me. Everything's working out perfectly. Everything's working out perfectly for me. Everything's working out perfectly. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm hilarious. I'm kind. I am loved. There are the affirmations I put into him every morning, right? Okay? And he's beautiful, right? But I have a three-year-old who's a fucking bollocks. <laughs> he's exactly the way I was, right? <laughs> So he's now coming to school with us because he started play school. So we're heading off into school anyway this morning, right? And I'm like, okay, guys, let's start. Harvey, why don't you do the affirmations first? Okay, Dad, everything's working, but Hunter wants to go first, you know? And so he's like, everything bucket to put out to me. I loved. And then Harvey try and go again. And he had one of the transformers in his hand, you know, a little transformer. And then Harvey started going, shut up, Hunter, shut up, Hunter. And he hit him in the side of the head. And then I was driving and I was like, for fuck's sake! Will you shut up? Jesus fucking Christ! I didn't fucking time it at all, Dan. <laughs> okay, I wanted to talk about weed as well, but like... Uh, <laughs> you're all drinking? Great. <laughs> Isn't it great being able to fucking just kind of, you know... To be able to just like... <laughs> You can just go downstairs and you can just go, I am a druggie, but I my drink, my drug is alcohol. And I have some, can I have some of that there, please? And the bar person will just go, yeah, no bother, you can have it, yeah. What's the percentage? Four percent in a beer. What is that? What are you drinking, you mad fuckers? Uh, whiskey. Whiskey, yeah, well, that's about 30 or 40 percent. No bother. No, you'll be fucking dying now tomorrow to do you cunts. Yeah. You will, like. Whereas, like, I'm more of a... Yeah, yeah. You know? Cheese, cheese kind of guy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, a couple of cheese heads in here, yeah, yeah. And, like, if there's anyone from the guards in here now, right, lads, I want to fucking confess to a crime, okay? I'm going to confess here, I don't give a shit. Last Sunday, right, after me and my queen got our fucking rugrats on the bed, okay, I went downstairs and I smoked a joint and I fucking liked it. fucking coming out of your body and feeling like a unicorn for a couple of hours. <laughs> if getting stoned is feeling all your hopes and dreams are achievable. <laughs> if getting stoned is just fucking loving everything on the planet at the same time. I was off my fucking trolley. You know? 
I'd say I had about three or four, I was up even mad nights. I'd fucking, she was drinking the wine, right? I was, I had a joint and uh, I think I had about three or f like three or four naps, like. <laughs> Good fucking naps, you know? And, you know, and I, the next day I was grand, and my wife was absolutely fucked, and she, my young fellow wanted to go playing hurling with her, but she was too fucking sick. 